Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twyver, to the Curly Marketer, social media strategist and management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on Let's Get Social. Yay, happy Friday. Oh my God, Thank I can't you. believe it's Friday again. How fast is this week going? I mean, it is it is. me or is it just like, you know, no. time flies and you're having fun? Well, it, it definitely flies when I know I'm going to be doing a, an interview with you, Emer. It makes my Friday. Ah, uh, but you said that to all the girls. <laughs> oh, well, I'm saying it to you just to be nice to me today, you know. You know. Um, I was going to say, um, so uh, you stem on your bike? Are you going out on your bike? Or do you go out in the mornings? Is it the mornings, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, the, the alarm goes off at uh, 10 to 6. Oh, my God. 10 minutes to get into the gear, and then I'm out of the house at 6 o'clock. And um, I try and average between 15 to 20K in the morning. So, uh, Wow. It, um, sets me up for the day. Sort of, it How do you me- know? Like, I mean, not being funny, but like um, maybe this might actually be of help, because if you think you're doing 15 to 20K... I mean, you yeah. know, it's, uh, you know, you think, you're not sure, but because um, it's not like on a, in a car, you have a speedometer, but there is an app. I'm uh, a friend of mine uh, who we both know uses. Now, I don't know if this is showy off, but you can post your results on social media. It's called Strava. Strava. It is called Strava. It's the mm-hmm. uh, social media site, like the Facebook for cyclists. Is that? Uh, yeah, I use it myself. And, oh, right. Um, it okay, is, because uh, it says you can like track and uh, analyze, and I thought that's quite worrying. Um, <laughs> share, you're a brutal share. cyclist, for, yeah. <laughs> not in Stata. Um, uh, should be in this in this job. Uh, share and connect. Um, yep. So you you could like I thought, how could you work out with friends? First of all, when I started looking at, but it is it is like because it's data and analytics and you yeah. know you're uh you, you get all that you can actually stay get your stage motivated not that i yeah. would be much motivated with exercise you're not um, much motivated by anything really you are you no not today well, only especially, joking. especially uh, video <laughs> <laughs> yay we won't go there um go there. you don't do video on strava anyway no it's just it's very all true. Yeah, yeah yeah um, um and you can explore like uh new routes and maps yeah. and yeah. uh so uh, have you connected with anybody else on Strava? I have. Um, like definitely if there's anyone who's listening today that's into cycling or even walking, you know, um, Strava is definitely well worth getting because uh, not only does it obviously allow you to track your progress, you know, how quick you did something or your mileage, but it will actually give you alternative routes in your area. So if you want to go a different route, in your location. So for example, I'm in Retoth and it's given me other routes to potentially cycle that I wouldn't have thought ah, of. So is that like, it's like connected to like Google Maps and things or is it own maps? It's, it's a GPS location. So it ah. uses GPS facility oh, and, okay. it's, uh, and it's, um, and yes, uh, I'm, able to connect, I'm connected with a friend who's in New Zealand. So I'm able to see when he does his runs and if I want to say, well done or give him kudos, I can do that. And I'm also connected to our good friend, Mariana Kane. Yeah, that's who I was thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm afraid to connect with her because then she checked me out. Yeah, she's trying to make you do something that you didn't want yeah. to do. Yeah, like getting from my desk to my to my kitchen is, you know. It's a struggle, yeah. yeah. But Mariana is brilliant um, at web design and everything to do with website and she was a guest on let's get social so she if you miss, missed the interview check it out on the podcast uh, um and she had a better uh joke than you if i remember did she i don't recall yeah, that yeah 
like yeah, certainly yeah, yeah. she's a better cyclist than me but the jokes now no I don't think so mm-hmm. well anyway at least it'll keep you off your shopping apps because like that's the other thing that you're kind of into and yeah uh, unfortunately the Amazon app has been getting pressed a lot recently. yeah well Christmas is coming but we won't go there we no, won't go there no, no, no. so uh Go on, as they say, I know it's coming. <laughs> favorite part it. of the show. It's yeah. the listeners favorite part of the show. It's the Let's Get Social social media joke of the episode. Come on. There's my Wi-Fi going down. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We might lose the guest as well at this rate. But, uh, please, okay. please, no, 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 no. Um, okay, this is a, I think this is a great joke. Um, why did the email marketers monkey breeding business fail, Emer? Did he not have the not a long enough lead? No. No, no, no. He was only using Mailchimp's. <laughs> that is just. Please, oh, I'm putting my. Oh, the guest is laughing. The guest is laughing. Yes, that's a winner. I thought wasn't even a fake laugh. That's a real. At least one laugh. of us is. At least one of us is. <laughs> oh, at all I as ever. <laughs> and I'm lost words at this stage. <laughs> Stop Philip, backing him up. Stop backing him up. You know? Philip, I think you might have oversold that. Oversold that one as a joke. I did. I all right. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, I know. Put it this way. That's not the only monkey here. But anyway, that's not true. Um, so all I can say, as ever, is if you find today's social media joke engaging, we won't go there, and we'd love more of them. Please yes, you don't. Would. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. <laughs> oh, yes, you do. It's not pantos. Yeah. <laughs> God, that would be quite worrying if you were actually doing pantos, wouldn't it? You never know. Mm. I have been known to get into tights, but hey, that's, a, that's another show. <laughs> oh, that's too much information. <laughs> anyway, let's keep on the program, as I say. You can catch boom, boom. Uh, Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping onto the Dublin Site FM website. Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify. You see, I'm not even in order here. Like you've just put no. me off again. <laughs> <laughs> That's our podcast. You find them. You find us everywhere. Um, so uh, today we are not alone, as you could hear. You Thank have a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's usually very fashionable. I'm starting to wonder now if she likes your jokes. Um, <laughs> she's the lovely Kathy O'Connor, who is not only a fashion stylist, personal shopper styling editorials, video content creator. There you go, Philip. And a fashion show producer. Style is the core of our working world. Wow, I tell you. um, (laughs) And to know what, Emer, her world incorporates presenting fashion features on television. And if you need models, Cathy, I'll give you my number. (laughs) Hosting style workshops for Ireland's leading retailers and corporations, delivering retail staff training, and has an amazing following on social media. So we had to have her on the show. So welcome to Let's Get Social, Cathy O'Connor. Well, thank you very much. And thanks very much for inviting me to be on the show. Delighted to be here. And you love the joke. Well, <laughs> if, if love means kind of inwardly groaned, then yes, absolutely. Okay, we'll go with that. A groan is good. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, put this way, like maybe like jokes. uh, She has a lovely phrase on her Instagram. It says, never met a chocolate I didn't like. I like that. Uh, that is really good. Unfortunately true. Unfortunately true. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's just uh, like me, Cathy. Very smooth. <laughs> oh! oh. oh. 
It's all going. It's oh, going he's on a roll here. Is it a chocolate <laughs> roll? But anyway, we won't go there. Um, Stop for the love of God. Oh. The way things are going, it could be an Arctic roll. There's another one. Oh, so, <laughs> so anyway, do you, do you think he delivered it in style or do you think he needs to get a bit more trendy? No, 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 no. There's, there's a kind of unique quality to how he delivered it. You know, yeah. the anticipation, the build-up, the kind of punchline. No, no, no. He's, he's, he's got it down pat. Okay. Well, I can't ask for more than that then. Fantastic, Kathy. <laughs> I'll get my suitcase. I'll be at the next fashion show. Booted and booted <laughs> and get, drift and ready. Unfortunately, so. it'll be virtual, but what do we do? But anyway. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know. um, but listen, Kathy, it is great to have you on the show. Um, we were only just talking before we came on air. Uh, you've got such a, a unique look with your hair and the fact, obviously, mm. that there's parts that are snow white. Um, but I think, you know, for someone you carried off so well, you have such real kind of confidence about what you do. And that kind of comes across even in the small video that we saw when we were chatting. Um, and I suppose with fashion and all of that, and that whole niche, like social has been such a huge, powerful element. We see it on Instagram very much as a channel. Um, would you tell us how things have evolved for you using social media as a, as a stylist and a fashionista, I suppose? Um, it, well, certainly. And they've evolved absolutely hugely. Um, when I started uh, styling first, what you did was you did your job. I mean, whether you're on camera, off camera, but mm. but you were known for doing a job. And then social media came in. Um, and I suppose there was an awful lot of amazing style bloggers like Susie Lau, who were really born out of blogging for the passion that they had for fashion, for style, for design. Yeah. So you had these people who who didn't necessarily have a formal column like in the in traditional media, but were so influential, so interesting because of that perspective and that passion that you started to follow what they were doing, and you know which was really um, which was really fantastic. And then the two kind of merged. So where you had people who who weren't necessarily on on Instagram because of what they did, but more about how they portrayed a lifestyle etc etc so it's it's just been really radical to my business in the sense of having been employed to do a job as in be a stylist then social media came in and then being a stylist now almost means nothing in a way it's it's Mm. it's such a bandied about term and used by people who've never styled anything which you know which is fine there's there's room for everyone but now what you have is that kind of influencer Mm. element which is really you know I'm just not sure I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it in in a way because I think it's become incredibly commercial and so what people are thinking is here's someone who relates to me and whatever and in fact they are a brand they are commercial brand so it's it's been incredibly and um, like great because it's democratic and all that kind of stuff, but but like just hugely transformative would it be right in saying like because this used to be always kind of bandied about you know when it came to say food social media or food products you know people buy with their eyes like with it is that still very evident from even the fashion point and why the visual element of fashion and style and social has been so powerful that if it's presented well, people can literally get seduced by that coat, that that those those shoes, etc. Would that be fair to say? 
Well, absolutely. And of course, fashion is is a visual, you know, is a visual, collect, you know, kind of translated through a visual medium because it is so visual. Yeah. Um, so I think it is that. But I suppose when you've got, you know, these huge global influencers who set trends, I'm thinking of the Kardashians, God help us but one of many many people do you know and so it becomes less about partly about the visual but also about the lifestyle they portray the kind of attitudes they have and so it's now working on many different levels where before your consummation or your, how you might consume fashion might have been in magazines and um, so it was a visual and now with of course with social what you've got is effectively animated you've got video content that yes. is that is fashion, which brings it on to a whole other level. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I, I have to say, I mean, I think back to the days when, you know, um, before social media, you know, you had your magazines and um, watching like on RTE, the, you know, uh, the, the different fashion programs. Um, and, you know, you would, you'd be drawn in, you know, because you'd be going, oh, look at the latest thing on that and blah, blah, blah. And now it's, it's everywhere on like, especially Instagram, you know, for fashion. But mm. like... Um, can you answer me this, Kathy? Um, have you changed the way you're using social media like since COVID hit, you know, um, and are you finding you're spending more time online? Because again, like what we were saying before, like it's before social media, it was all magazines and, and TV programs and that. But now, you know, social took over and then COVID has changed things again. Yeah, well, this is um, absolutely, and I suppose that's the amazing thing about social media is that it evolves in terms of its popularity. So, mm. you know, Facebook is the hit. No, now it's Instagram. No, it's now, then it moves to something else. And so, mm. you know, it, it evolves through users. I mean, it's very, it's very organic in a sense, even though I know there's those algorithms that go on. Mm. And, and so I tell you, my, my attitude to social media has, has kind of changed um, a lot more recently. And I suppose since... Um, you know, since uh, COVID has happened, I think everything's got a lot more real um, in everyone's lives. Mm. And so for me, what was happening in my work was that it was less about the work I was doing and more about the amount of followers I had. And so, which is just for someone, you know, for many people that's grand, for someone like me, it's absolutely excruciating because it is like a daily popularity contest. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get picked for the basketball team uh, today? Oh, yeah. Like it's just, you know, and so what can happen is that for people in order to chase and get followers, what they do is they expose more and more elements of their lives. So their kids become social marketing tools. Their relationships with their husbands are out there. Do you know what I mean? There's a kind of, there's almost no barrier. There's no kind of, for some people, very little lie in the sand in terms of, Here's, here's who I really am. And so everything becomes an opportunity to tell you more about me so that you will buy the things that I want you to buy. Do, do you mm. know what I mean? So it's, it's yeah. a very layered kind of construct. And so I, I'm, just not, I'm just not prepared to, my work is my work and my life is my life. And, and so, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just not prepared to, to put myself out there in that particular way fair play to anyone who wants to do it. I, I'm not doing it. And so I just decided that, you know, people who might enjoy following me, my God, I'm so grateful to them. And I've got really loyal followers, which I'm incredibly grateful for. But I, I just think authenticity is incredibly important. 
And I think it really matters that you're not saying this is a great product when you know it's not a great product. And this, you know, where, where people are pretending, oh, this is, you know, I just woke up this morning and here I am with my kids, knowing in fact that there was a team of hair, makeup, staging yeah. for this mm. this life. Do you know? And, and I just think it's, uh, I, I just, it's just not my bag to, to do very, that. Very misleading, I have to say. Yeah. I, I think so, because I think mm. the, the, the unfortunate aspect of this that's really rife with everyone is that phenomena of compare and despair. Mm. So you've got, you know, young mums, uh, just an example, as, as, as a group who are there having had children, probably utterly exhausted, overwhelmed, not mm. sleeping, like mm. just going, every, everything in my life is turned upside down. And yet the example of the young mum very often is here I am, makeup immaculate, my happy baby, my beautiful home. And I think it can make people feel like I'm not good enough, you know, and even for for a lot of women, again, you know, a lot of women are excluded in many ways on social media that rather than kind of going, oh man, I, you know, I kind of, I like to aspire to something like that. It's so relentless that I think there is an element of this is how you should be. And we're all perfect people here on Earth, Instagram. And if you're not that in some way, you are not quite in the game. And I, I, I just think it's awful for people to feel less than they are purely by looking at other people's pretend lives. And then, of course, in the fashion sticks, they're trying to say, oh, I'm into my size eight jeans. And you're looking going, I'll be looking into size 16, never mind size eight, you know, well, after having a baby, you know. Yeah. Well, 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 exactly. You know, and, and I think it's just, it kind of puts, it's the picture, of, particularly with fashion, There, there is a picture of, here's who, um, fashion is aimed at and it tends to be a kind of under 30 market generally and it, everyone is is super slim and and you know that's it and, and do you know what it's not there's lots of women who are not that mm. who should not be excluded because they are not that and, and you, you get these bloggers who are going oh you know Spanx everyone should be wearing Spanx Spanx leggings no you shouldn't no, no. you absolutely shouldn't just because they come in your size does not mean necessarily they will be flattering for you so you know you kind of so people feel oh I, I really should be wearing my Spanx legging and my blazer and my white trainers because everyone's doing that no you bloody shouldn't you be well shouldn't. Philip shouldn't that's all I'm going to say <laughs> so I'll take them well, off right now yeah. all right just no <laughs> when do you no, want them back <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just glad he's out of the dresses. That's, that's the only yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was quite worrying. It's a bit cold now, Cathy. It's a bit cold uh, for those floral numbers. Another yeah. sparkly number. I just thought yeah. it's yeah. time It's time to change up. You know, yeah. I'm, just a bit, I'm, I'm a bit worried about New Year's Eve, but anyway, we won't go. <laughs> um, but, which uh, actually, you raise, you raise a very interesting point, uh, Cathy, which I think any business listening to this today, it's something that I think myself and Emer we always preach to our own clients and to business is about authenticity because mm-hmm. I think, you know, social media, it's a tremendous communication tool, but it is just another tool. At the end of the day, it's a way for you to communicate, you know, how your business can actually bring some real positive value to your customers, to the environment, to your niche, to the industry, whatever it may be. Um, and I think at times that can be lost because there is about the bottom line, et cetera. And like Instagram, you know, mm. is, is rife for people who there's plenty of documented cases of people who hire jets or fancy cars and get 
pictures taken to showcase a, a fake lifestyle that they're millionaires, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et um, but I suppose from the authenticity point, you know, if you, as you mentioned, you've got a very loyal following, and and I think you're right. I think I think businesses need to move away from this whole kind of focus on we need more followers, more followers. I want more followers who are actually engaged with what I want to say. If that's five Philip, people, fine. You know. Yeah, Philip, you're, you're just, you totally hit the nail on the head. And I think there's a kind of move in a way sort of from the kind of the numbers, because that's what I was kind of finding is that, oh my God, I need to have like X amount of numbers, you know, so that I can mm. get this job. And in fact, it's actually about, I, I think people who understand this more have evolved more in their thinking. It's actually about engagement. It's about talking to the right audience for the, for your product. Uh, and I've, I've known many people who are in marketing who might got, oh, like so-and-so's got like zillions of numbers. So why don't we get them to do a little, you know, a little post about the gene, our genes department. Hmm. And in fact, what would happen is the person might do a tweet about the genes department. All these eyes are on the genes, but hmm. no one's coming into the shop to buy them because that particular person's followers will never go into a department store and buy them or are never going to stay at the some salubrious hotel. Do, do you know what I mean? And so just yeah. because there's numbers doesn't mean that the companies get the benefit of engagement in terms of followers or indeed selling. And so I think mm. I think for a while everyone was just kind of going for everyone's got to have loads of numbers. And in fact, it's actually about people who trust what you're suggesting to them, who trust who you are because you are authentic and think, well, if she thinks that's good, I'm, and I, you know, I'll, I'll buy it or I'll go there or, mm. do, do you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, cause otherwise it becomes merciless. Otherwise on Monday, you're loving this on Tuesday, you're loving something else. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, I think, yeah. it, exactly. And I think, I think it was highlighted just as a big problem for kind of global influencers because mm. The, the the brands were so diverse, it became confusing for the followers who are going, but hang on, if you like sustainable fashion, then how can you possibly be promoting some other fast fashion brand? Do you know what I mean? It's, yes. it's, yeah, yeah you have to, you have to stand, I think, for some kind of values, have some sort of positioning on things and hold with it as opposed to, I've been paid to do this. So tell me what you want to say. Yeah. Um. Like I suppose, if we're if we're talking obviously from the positive sides of socially, etc., um, have you seen, say, a, a positive impact, particularly now with COVID and online shopping, etc., where social media has, I suppose, impacted on consumer preferences when it comes to beauty and fashion. Well, well, do you know, Philip, I think one of the great things that's happened, uh, I shouldn't say great, but I should not say great in COVID in the same sentence, but one from a retail point of view uh, and a local point of view, I think one of the upswings uh, of it is that that the opportunity to shop local and for local businesses oh, yeah. to, to yeah. do well has really, is really the opportunities there to be had because not only are people physically in their neighbourhoods, so they're physically walking by the boutiques, yeah. the etc. Etc. Et but also, there's been such a support for frontline workers, for our postmen, for anyone who's got a coffee shop, you know, who's trying to. So, I think we've become really aware of supporting local in that way, as we should. The money should stay in the co- in the country. I mean, it's just so. Yeah. 
Though yeah. obvious, you know, that if yeah. we all want a future, then we got to support our own economy. And so I think there's a real, um, a real kind of engagement and, and a, a, an opportunity for local businesses to benefit from that. But I think one of the things that they need to do, because obviously in, in my business for, with boutiques, there's a lot of boutiques who didn't have um, websites. And thanks to that great grant that was given, many of them do have have websites now and many of them now are engaging in social media in a way that they wouldn't have done before because they had footfall I mean they just didn't necessarily have to chase the business in that in that way but I think that you know kind of communication via social media is so particular and it needs to be so considered that if you don't get it right you will lose customers And, and I've been sad to see you know, owners who don't understand that there is there is a tone, there is a way of engaging with people that's not overly commercial, even though we understand you got things to sell. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, actually, like, you know, um, some of the like boutiques that maybe, as you say, were never online before were using the uh, the fear factor to keep themselves off it. But also they were um, saying, Ash, I've been here for 30 years. I don't have to be on social. You know, everybody knows where we are. Yeah. That's not the case anymore, you know. Um, and as Absolutely. you say, like, it's like yeah. getting that grant and, and maybe getting some support um, with social media training and all that kind of thing I've been giving. Um, it does make a difference. You can see their eyes light up and they start to see the value of it. And then it's a level playing field with the bigger names, you know, that way. Emer, yeah. I think it's huge value. And I think for a lot of, you know, again, a lot of the people who be clients of mine would be boutiques uh, owners who, 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 you know, exactly as you described, have had their business for a long time, yeah. have never needed to engage in social media because they think their client, their customer does isn't on social media. And like, everyone, everyone yeah. is consuming on social media now. Yeah. And I think to get some advice, some, to get some clarity of who are you talking to them? How do you want to talk to them? What are your core values? What are the message? What's your USPs? I think to get some advice and training on that is absolutely invaluable because if you don't, it's like talking a different language. Mm-hmm. And if you don't speak it fluently, you really shouldn't engage at all because I think there's an awful lot of harm that people can do to their brands by putting up a photograph of a top and saying, top 39.95. You can't do that. Oh, I know that. Yeah. I mean, I'm no, no, dealing it, with, yeah, I know what I was yeah. saying is that there were people out there and they're not actually speaking to their audience. So they're not kind of going, this might be something that might go with something you already have, you know, you know, a little bit of a freshen up. We all have to be, and I'm not having to say this, and I hate the phrase, Zoom ready. Although, you yes. know, Philip, Philip's always Zoom ready. Um, <laughs> he's not zooming out in his bike with a Strava, he's zooming in, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I was trying to get them to see that, you know, you can't just put up the price. Say, you know, engage them and say, you know, what would you like to see more of? You know, do you like the red one? Do you like the blue? whatever you know Emer absolutely and I think for all of us and it's a lesson I learned many many years ago is that we all have to um, consider everything from our from our customers point of view so even though the boutiques might go God I've got this stock I'm really hurting I need to sell it given the times we're living in that's not, you have to, as you say, talk in the consumer's uh, interest in terms of the temperatures are dropping. Wouldn't you love a little cozy sweater? Brighten up your day with this lovely scarf. Anything where mm. it's from their perspective. And sometimes people don't, 
have never really had to think about that in particular because they do, of course, because they got businesses. So, of course, they do, but not necessarily in their communication. And I think that's it's it's just a real lesson that tone of voice that you use with your communication, I just think is is everything. Oh, like See, that, that leads, I was going to say, Philip, that leads yeah. on to the fact that we were thinking also about, um, before you come on, I mean, you know, content is king. Um, mm. I know Philip thinks he's king, but anyway, content <laughs> is king. King Lee. I'm king Lee. <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm so but, sorry. I, I must have you missed know? the memo when yeah. he was oh. made king. I'm so oh, sorry. Oh, King Philip. Your highness. Off foot her head. Off foot her head. I'll send you the info later. Um, but um, it comes down to the fact also with to keep yourself on the level uh, playing field with, you know, some of the bigger names. And let's say you are a local boutique. Kathy. You need to be able to mix up your content. What do you think would be a good guide for, you know, somebody that maybe is just coming onto social media and they're thinking, what would I put up? I can't, as you say, don't put up, you know, this top is thirty nine ninety nine. you know. Um, yeah, do, do you know what? I, I think it's really about playing to your strengths. And so if, if I think people really love to do business with individuals. So I think they love to see the owner or the people who are in the shop wearing the clothes. It, it's yes. brilliant in terms of, it, just in terms of, oh, when you go in there, this is who you'll be meeting. And also it just makes style very accessible. Yes. But what one also must maintain is high production values. So you have to get a ring light. You have to make, even if it is, you know, a camera shot um, and they're so sophisticated and it's brilliant, there still has to be some element of aspiration, some element of, oh, she looks gorgeous. I can see it because it's nicely lit and she looks great in it. Um, As opposed to, I will, you know, and just crop your photographs so they're a little bit more appealing. Do you know what I mean? Just make them Mm. as as, as, you know, as slick kind of as possible. And then if you're not good at, at, um, if you can do video, that's absolutely fantastic, but it's not everyone's bag. And if it's not your bag, then get someone else to do it. Do do you know what I mean? Mm. Because I think sometimes people can create, again, it it can be just horribly commercial of here I am standing at a rail of clothes and here's what I have with no context of Mm. this would go with this and maybe you could wear this with this do you know what I mean it's it's I think one has to play to one's strengths and mm-hmm. um but I think if you can go in front of camera I mean that's the absolute um that's the absolute optimum because for local people they know exactly who you are because chances are they have been buying from you or I think people now really like to do business with a person or someone who represents the the brand in that or the boutique in that way. Funny, I was actually working with a lady recently um, and I won't mention her name, but I was trying to get her to do Facebook Lives um, and I said she was having a competition coming up Did and I said, what Facebook you do? Lives. Yeah, live. 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 The accent. I'll put my teeth back in. Live. Live. No, No, live. L I V E. Um, And uh, someone else won't be alive after this. But anyway. um, He's the king. He's the king. Remember. The untouchables. The untouchables. But um, yeah, so I said to her, why don't you put, she was giving away a handbag. And I said, why don't you put all the names in the handbag and then pull them out? But tell people, you know, like about a day or so before that you will be going live at five and she went okay she gave it a go and she's oh my god the amount of people that come on and we're asking more about other things and I went yeah told you told you yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, absolutely. I think people really respond to seeing people and, and seeing, you know, who they are and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And, and it's just, I think that in a way it needs to be, I, I used to produce television for many years. So I think it just needs to be considered where it's like, okay, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. Here's the kind of points I want to get through. And here's the five items I want to show. So I think preparation is really good, not in terms of a script, but just in terms of, I've mapped it out mentally, mm-hmm. what I'm going to say, how I'm going to, where I'm going to stand, how I'm going to show the clothes. Do, do you know what I mean? Like just a little rehearsal so that you're showing things well um, is, is really worth its weight. But I, I think it, there's a real opportunity for people to, you know, engage with people. You know, if, for example, I, I'm such a big supporter of Irish design and, and supporting local anyhow. But now, I mean, you, 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 you so. couldn't get me to shop online. I mean, I just wouldn't in terms of, of kind of foreign brands. And someone on Facebook recently put a post up about um, on my face and on my Facebook and they're in my area and they're saying, oh, we're a dry cleaners and we're a family run dry cleaners. And I was going, do you know where I'm taking my dry cleaner? Not that I have that much of it to yeah. those people. Cause I just thought your family, people are depending on this family for livelihood. You're not yeah. a chain of it, whatever. I'm just thought, thanks for letting me know because I will absolutely support, support you. And I think, I think, I really think that people are much more tuned into the value of those businesses in their community, the fact that the more that supported, the better cafe shops, bookshops, boutiques, whatever you want, and the more lively towns and villages are for local support, you know? So, yeah. um, so I think, and the more that people can put a face on, oh, that's, that's Mary. They, they go, great, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I would agree. Like, I think, um, like, I think it's something that I've learned, particularly with the whole thing of, of COVID-19, uh, and what I've personally, you know, as a man have gravitated towards was I was never one, a big one to go into, say, shops because, uh, you know, from crowds or perspective, I like to take my time to maybe do something. But what I have gravitated towards, I always remember is whether they're local businesses or even Irish business, when they've created a piece of content, it might be a video and they have shared something like like here was an example that I, I saw. It was um, on their Facebook page. They were an Irish shirt company and they showed how to properly iron your shirt. <gasps> and mm. and oh. I was doing this completely wrong. I was ironing the collar both sides. That's a no-no. Iron it inside out. Do it this way. And there was other kind of just kind of interesting kind of things that sort of they were bringing real value. It was the owner or it was the shop assistant who you'd see if you went into the store or they were online. And it sort of, it, it then started to tap into a bit of what you were saying, Cathy, because I think for men and for women, COVID isolation, not be able to see people. This is our mm. way of seeing people, mm, mm. but also that element of, listen, this has been a really rough time for everybody. You deserve it. It'll pick me up. We have some beautiful new shirts in they're at 20 percent or whatever come on in try them on if you can or get them online etc and it makes you feel yeah i'm going to be supporting them and i give myself a little pickup as well at the same time Mm -hmm. um from a strategic point then kathy the way that say that shirt company and even some will say azima will know you know i love my hair you know, I'm just, yeah. I'm just obsessed with Lumen hair products. You know, I think I've tried three million different types of paste and waxes and stuff. 
But once again, I saw an Irish barber who was showing people in COVID how to actually have their wife um, trim the sides of their hair. And I said, it's mm. really smart. When we can go back and get a haircut, I'll make sure I go to them. Yes. You know, from a strategic point, you know, attracting online, especially, do you see something like that where businesses are maybe, you know, giving tips? It's not all about the sale, but it's kind of introducing the team. Here's something new we've done at the store. Would that be fair, some kind of strategic advice that people should give? Absolutely, uh, Philip. And I think that thing of added value is, is, the, is the opportunity and the kind of added benefit that small boutiques can, can bring. So it, it was kind of like, you know, Emer was describing earlier, it's, it's sort of rather than going, oh, I got this top to sell. Mm, it's yeah. like, okay, this top is great. You probably have black trousers in your wardrobe already. Yes. So here, here's how it works with this. If you got a jacket, you can put it like this. So now people are feeling, okay, now I'm getting styling advice on, on how to do, uh, how to, uh, how to create a look. So it's the kind of, the sort of advice they may have given in store, but yeah. now they're trying to give it online. And anything of added value where it's not relentlessly commercial, you're yeah. absolutely right, is hugely, hugely beneficial. And, you know, there was this, um, there's a great bag company called Landa Bags and Sylvana did a thing on how to, you know, this was uh, during COVID, how to store your winter handbags, you know. So if you got a beautiful bag that you spent money on, you're going to put it away because maybe you got a summer handbag, how to store that. And any of that kind of added, you know, expertise or added value, I think is absolutely great because what you're doing is rather than having the Ryanair attitude to things, hopefully you're having the Aerolingus. And what I mean by that is that it's not about transactional business. It's actually about relationship business. So that, I'm, you look after me, I look after you, and there's that kind of relationship that goes as opposed to most of the high street is utterly transactional, where the only time you, you get attention is when you're at the counter, you could fall down and die in a dressing room and you may not be found for days. Do, do you know what I mean? That's unfortunately what was happening with, with retail, you know, so I think it's back more, which is where the opportunity lies for boutiques, is that that relationship type business that they are, they really excel at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think that's so true because sometimes you go into some of these bigger names, um, say in some of the shopping centers and you're just another number, you know, um, and it can, and I think that, as you say, the boutiques, they give you that little bit extra because they're kind of wanting you to come back. It's a bit like, you know, when you go to a restaurant, you, you go to the expensive restaurant once a year. Mm. And then you go maybe to something that's kind of middle of the road. You're going to go maybe three or four times. And then you might go to the local takeaway and you're going to go maybe five or six times, but you're, you're, or more. But what I'm saying is if you keep yourself kind of middle of the road, you know, and you offer that, as I say, that little bit extra, you're going to have more repeat business. And if you do that online, you're, you're even up in the game again. You know, absolutely. And I think that, you know, they say that it's so much easier to hold on to a customer than get a new one. And I think one of the real benefits that that boutiques or anywhere that, you know, that kind of local and knows their customer is that if a woman goes in, for example, and she or a man or whoever buys one piece, if they know you can say, you know, that's good, that'll work really well with those trousers that you got from me. And, you know, restaurants that people go to and they kind of go, well, listen, I know you don't eat garlic or mm. anything mm. that 
that recognizes the value of the of the customer going I know who you are I know you like your cappuccino with soy latte blah 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 whatever it is mm. do, do you know what I mean and so I think I think any of those things really do cement a relationship and everyone likes to be recognized just in terms of when they go into into you know into a shop and I think that was really what was the high street was becoming more and more away from that because fashion was happening so quickly deliveries are coming in and out so fast that it's it's just it's just exchange it's transaction there's no to have this in my size, not unless it's on the rail. It's like, oh, so I'm working here now, am I? Do, do you know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and I think, I think now that has really changed for 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 the retail sector. In that, you go into any shop, and um, I mean, fine if it, if it if it's a kind of smaller shop, it'll be a little bit airy. But if you go into a department store, because of the heat of the lights, and um, I find anyhow, there's a certain amount of time I can have a mask on me, and then you couldn't give me things for nothing for me to stay in the shop. It's like, I need to get air. Yeah. And so, um, so I think for a lot of people, they're a little bit more nervous. They're, it's just not the same lovely browsing experience that it used to be. And so I think retail needs to really go, how can I help you? What do you need that I can do for you to get you what you want and get you in out safely and for this to be a pleasant experience? And for a lot of retail, that still isn't happening. You've got people who are standing by rails, not engaging with people. And and we all you know, no matter, we need size, we need, you know, we need help. What size is this really? Is this a bigger cut, a smaller cut? Mm. And sure, you know, like, um, so, so I, I, th- I think there's, there's a kind of revision in some ways of retail habits that I think will really help them get back with their customers and it's much more, per- much more personal way of doing business. And as you say, then you're going to go back to them because they've actually, you know, followed through and gone the extra mile, you know, that way. Absolutely. And, you know, I think because people have got, you know, even though things have slowed down, everyone's got really busy lives. And particularly if you've got children, there's no way you're going to be going. And it's not even that pleasant anymore. So Mm. if you, you know, in terms of going into town and browsing. So if you, if you have time up, perhaps you're going to meet your pal for a coffee. We could do that. Or maybe have a bit of lunch or do something or go for a walk. And so the amount of time that people, because you, you can't really browse in the same way, no. um, it, you know, it, it's good for retail in one sense that anyone who's in is chances are they will buy something, but it, it's really to try and, and kind of, you know, help that, help that, that kind of, that experience along so that, so that everyone's, everyone's a winner. Yeah. Well, do you know what? It's the other thing as well. It's like, you know, the small boutique owner, the local one, as you say, will, will, you know, go, this is going to go with this, it's going to go this. This is the other thing they keep asking me as well. What hashtags? You know, I want to be fine. To, I know I should go with like hashtag in the local county and whatever else they're in. Kathy, you know, you're, you've got a great following on, on Instagram. What advice would you give, you know, the local business <laughs> owner? He's in fashion. That is like our the beauty. great mystery, <laughs> the great mystery of our time. Great mystery of our time. Do you, do you know? I, I think one of the things that that's that's um, that is really good for boutiques, and certainly ones that I've been, and I know you guys be doing the same thing uh, with with your clients. But mm. it is to go, okay, what do you stand for? What are you, your your USPs? Is it individual styling? Is it customer care? Is it is it plus size? Is it color? Is it? I mean, what? 
what kind of, what's the signature style of your shop? What, what do you have that would make people want to come into your shop, either by way of experience or indeed by actual stock? And then hashtagging those tag, those th- mm. things. So, mm. uh, you know, so if it is, um, uh, you know, if it's individual style, if it's versatility or whatever it is, um, you know, investment pieces, wardrobe staples, et cetera, et cetera. I think those, it, I think the hashtags have to be relevant to your business. And while it's great to put out fashion or style or any of these things, mm. every other shop in the world yes. is using those hashtags. Yeah. So yeah. it's really to kind of, okay, what are my USPs? I mean, what would my customer be looking for yes. where they may be able to find me? And mm. so they are very carefully and considered. So, you know, it might be destination boutique or personal shopper or, you know, it's really, it really has Mm. to relate to what you have on offer. And if you, if you have, um, you know, an older kind of customer, or if you're really trend-based, you can't say you're a trend-based shop if your customer prefers more timeless pieces. Do, do, mm. do you know what I mean? Like you have to, yeah. Yeah. you know, so, so I think hashtags, it's, I mean, it's such a huge, it's such a huge variable, but it's not always the most obvious ones that will get you the benefit. So yeah, there you no. go, Philip. No, absolutely. You've been you using know, all hash- the wrong, wrong hashtags. Hashtag you king of the joke. King, well, yeah, I'll, I'll have to change I, I that, you know. King worked every time. I mean, that's, yeah. that's a... No, I'm just wondering about... I'm just, I was going to say, I was going to say, um, what ones has he been using for his, yeah. you know, Zoom ready? Legend. Hashtag legend with the grey hair, super fox. <laughs> well, actually, it, no, you're, you're right. You're, you are right, Cathy. Like, um, like for businesses there is a sort of a theory that, but to test this, you know, there's a theory that maybe use one to two max of the most popular hashtag, but mm-hmm. don't just go hashtag fashion because there's 3 billion other companies. Oh yeah. Asked. But what I find works really well is if a business, as you said, if they can drill down and have all the sort of the keywords related to their business, you know, um, local boutique or a tote based fashion, men's fashion for larger men, whatever it might be. And you put some of those keywords into the Instagram search and then click, this is in the mobile app, click Mm -hmm. uh, tags. You get some great ideas for tags, you know, hashtag uh, larger men 2020, Mm -hmm. for example. Mm -hmm. And um, it can allow you to then start and then you can look at your, your Instagram analytics to see potentially how people are finding that post with the, the hashtags, and mm. et cetera. But I think you're right. I think you have to stay really true and be authentic, you know, not try to go fashion worldwide, you know, because everybody else who's in the game. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, um, Philip, I think as well with, with um, just as you're saying that, with hashtags as well, I think something that's kind of emotive can be really good. So, mm. you know, if it is like love my curves or something that's got another added layer to mm-hmm. rather than here's the fact it's yeah. more older and bolder and yes. uh, you know whatever whatever represents the shop that that has a little bit more of um and like clarion call more of a something a little bit more like a tribe that yeah. suggests a tribe because at the end of the day i think that's what social media is about it's 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 a tribal it's a tribal thing community yeah 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 um, like I know you, you've touched on it, Kathy, earlier in our in our chat. Um, I know there's positive and negatives. Social media and influencers. You know there is the influencers who, as you said, unfortunately are purely for monetary gain. Um, yeah. But 
is there any influencers or people that you admire who you feel are being very authentic or leading the way um, in the niche? Um, yeah, well, well, you know, and it's it's not necessarily um, that that you know it's, people shouldn't be allowed to make a living. It's only that they're a little bit more honest about this is you know uh, this is a promotional sponsored yeah. post exactly yeah. or you know just a little bit just so people can go okay she's getting paid but I still like it or whatever and um, so there are um, someone I really admire is the model um, or who used to be a model Roseanne Purcell and so who is um who is the foodie um i'm sure you know who i'm talking about do you oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so incredibly beautiful um model who is incredibly good um chef as well and she's brought out books and what i what i love about her is that what she does is she does these series of pictures so she'll do and she's an exquisitely beautiful girl and and you know inside and out but she will do these pictures where she's gone okay here was the here was the the photograph that of me when it was perfect and here's the three other photographs of me when it wasn't perfect so right. she's looking down and she's got a double chin she's um you know she's half in and out of the bath or, or whatever and I, I just love that here's the perfect shot and here's the 20 she doesn't actually show 20 shots but here's the shot where I where I wasn't perfect do you know yeah. so it's this yeah. this lovely glossy oh my good look at that picture just sums up everything and then th- there's the reality of her when she mm. isn't posed and her you know and um, which uh, I just really admire that that mm. honesty of I can look like this but in fact more than likely I look like this yes um, and I, th- I think that's just so, so incredibly um, refreshing because I, I think what I'm kind of finding, so I suppose for me, what I love about style as opposed to fashion is that it's about individuality. It is the most marvellous way of expressing to the world who you are, you know, because, you know, that's at the end of the day, this the, our choices reflect who we are. So why anyone would want to be a diluted version of someone else is absolutely beyond me i mean you know we're, we're all individuals and 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 while i while i understand that at a certain age all you want to do when you're a teenager is just be like their friends sound oh, yeah. like them dress like them have the same haircut because there is that tribal i belong to a group and that's marvelous but for the love of god surely we get to a certain point where we clock up a few flying hours we've learned some things about life ourselves and we go do you know what this is who I am and I am reflected in my taste of hairstyle, in my taste of clothes, about who I am as opposed to I'm going to pretend that I'm going to look like someone else. And so what can happen is that you get these kind of global tribal leaders and then you get locally diluted versions of those local people, of those global people. And then you get diluted versions of someone else. And so what's happening now with bloggers is that you get them standing literally in the same way. Mm, Literally, there's, there's a trend now for putting your foot out in a particular way and they all photograph themselves exactly like how everyone else fo- photographs themselves. I'm just going, how could that be possible? How could that be possible? If you're an individual, there's a way that you'll want to stand. There'll be some 
some look that is uniquely yours, and yet it's this cut out. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I just, I, I just listen, don't. As I, I say to my kids, don't be a, you're not, you're not a sheep. Don't follow the flock. You know, be, be yeah. individual. Be yourself. You know, we're all different shapes and sizes. I have well, good days. I have bad days. I probably have a lot more bad days. But um, <laughs> I, I, and I do, and I, I would love to be like, you know, uh, you know some of these supermodels and you know but I'm too short and I have to get over that um but we (laughs) 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 I'll just tell you they say the best things come in small packages Philip well high high platforms I believe high platforms Cathy yeah I'm not not good with heights but anyway um (laughs) but listen but but on that I, I just think the greatest thing you can have in your wardrobe is not in fact a little black dress it's not the classic white shirt it is attitude all of us need to own our own style. There, there are no rules. There are no, well, sorry, it's guidelines in terms of body shapes and others. But really, it is about being the best possible version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And why on earth would you get into that compare and despair of I really should look like someone else and emulate her style and her lifestyle? Sweet mother, divine God, like what, what would your life be about? I couldn't imagine more more of me out there. That'd be quite worrying, wouldn't it? But anyway, <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> or Philip, we worse. But um, but I want to say, Kathy, this has been great. Unfortunately, we're running out of time because um, I know we could talk loads about this. But would you have anything? Do you have anything coming up soon, actually, yourself that you'd like to highlight with us? Oh well, listen, you're you're very kind to um to ask, and um, you know if if you know, always more followers. She's saying, I don't really care about it, but more followers is always, always great. And also I, um, I, you know, I do wardrobe weeding for people and there's lots of ways that people can kind of Ooh, engage with me. Um, uh, I think I'll be doing a Facebook live with you and get you going. Ooh, very good, very good. Because again, I, I just think it's a really great time now that the world is kind of paused. It's a great time for just reflecting on, you know, how do I want to live? What clothes do I want to wear? I mean, we're not getting dressed up in the same way we were. No, you know, so no. It's, it's a lovely time to reassess. And more than anything, wear clothes that make us feel really good and really confident. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Is we're putting on something going, do you know what? This is so me. I feel so good in this that I can actually just get ahead and engage with the world and not oh, be thinking great. about, yeah. Yeah. oh, I yeah. should have lost half a stone or why, you know, whatever. It's just stuff that makes you feel really good is where, where it's at. So, Cathy, mm-hmm. where can we send people to you? Um, I, where so I'm, I'm on the old, I'm on Ultis Media generally as Kathy OC Stylist, uh, spelled C A T H Y O C Stylist, is where they get me on, on Instagram and other places. Fantastic. Well, Philip, I hope you're following her. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I have learned so much about being fashionable. Um, uh, Kathy, I think uh, after this show, my, my kingly status will have literally just gone up a notch. At last, at last, your blue blood has been recognised, Philip. It took Absolutely. a while, but here it is. Here it well, is. Oh, oh, all I can say it makes my blood boil sometimes, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on, guys. It's been a real. I know pleasure. we we loved, and uh, do you know what? As uh, like fashion and social are always ever changing, we would love to have you back because I think you know there are a lot of boutique owners, local businesses 
that probably could do with a little bit more guidance, um, especially as you you kind of know the business a bit better than we would as in the fashion industry. Um, and I think uh, guiding people a little bit more with how they portray themselves online would be another great show. What do you think, Bob? Uh, I, I would yeah, love absolutely. that. Yeah, love absolutely. that. No, I think so. Uh, absolutely. I think there's plenty more we'll, we'll have to chat to you about. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, so all I have to say now is if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and the other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and of course, on the Dublin South FM website. So do please download and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And until next Friday at 2pm, I've been Philip Twyfe of The Curly Marketer. And I've been Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And we'll see you next time for more Let's Get Social. See you next Friday. Bye.